Chiefs have won Super Bowl 57. The Golden State Warriors return to a familiar place. They're on top of the NBA world. They've reached the summit of the Avalanche for 2022 Stanley Cup champions. It is episode 176 of Four Future Considerations. Valentine's Day edition, where we share the love for no one, <laughs> including the officials in the NFL. But these guys that I hang out with every week, they're pretty good. John Rashad, Matt Dumichel, and yours truly, Manny Pava, back for another week. Fellas, I love you, man. Aw, <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, guys, when's Valentine's Day? I have no idea, actually. Was that this weekend? <laughs> I still got some time, right? I think I missed it. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Sorry. Too preoccupied with the Super Bowl. How you guys been? Good. Better than me, I hope. <laughs> Good. My wife's thrilled that I'm doing this on Valentine's night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gave you, I gave you guys an out. I gave you guys an out. Uh, uh, Manny, Manny said, uh, "No, that's fine. Uh, we'll we'll get through. That'll be good." John said, "I'd rather do this than uh, anything else in the world." So there you go. <laughs> and that's why we're bringing you this episode right now. <laughs> a double episode, two and a half hours of four future considerations. <laughs> Matt, John doesn't have to go back upstairs. Matt, let me ask you this: We know, like, we are like fiftieth and fifty first. On John's list of people that he loves. For sure. Like, do you think the dogs he delivered are higher on the list or lower on the list? Oh, so I would suggest that maybe Jill, but I don't know that a a two-legged creature gets into the top ten. I'm not sure. (laughs) Right? Really. And and now, from from what I understand, they're they're building uh, a monument for John at the location of the birth site <laughs> of of, of John. And you and I are there, kind of like the sidekicks of Cruella Deville. He's there in the mink coat, holding all of the puppies, <laughs> which I thought was a great tribute. It, it really was. And I, I love the fact that somebody painted a mustache on his statues. So uh, I, I think he looks good in a mustache. Like, I think it's really good. Uh, agreed. There's a, there's a little bit of Mr. Peanut in there, which I really like. <laughs> so, like, I know, we're, I know we're a little ways away from, from Halloween here, but, I mean, at least it's an option, John. You, you know, you throw a top hat and a monocle on. I was going to say, the monocle also looks good. It's got a nice touch to it. <laughs> yeah, you got to have a monocle. Guys. That, that might be the most underrated piece of, of male accessories in the history of fashion. You imagine walking into a bar, you, Manny, arguably the best looking guy in the world. <laughs> and and John walks in, you know, bottom, bottom yeah, third. Yeah. But then he puts on a monocle. You're, it's over. It's over. Didn't he do that when we went to Saginaw? And- <laughs> <laughs> he did. He got well. That was he was showing off a different uh, a different award that he had got. Right. Right. Still, still a true humanitarian. Really. By the way, John, any update on those dogs that you delivered in the middle of the night in the backseat of your Honda? <laughs> well, as a matter of fact. 
all of the puppies have been adopted and the mom just went to her forever home uh, just this past weekend. She's settling in wonderfully and uh, yeah, she's uh, attaching herself to the mom and the kids there. And uh, yeah, she's settling in beautifully. So happy end of the story. All the puppies survived and mom is off to her forever home. So, And how many, how many puppies again? Ten. 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 He delivered ten. Yeah, and they all lived. So like, John, do you expect them to write? At this point, like, what was the, you know, what, what was the parting uh, like with, with you and the dogs? They're, like, they have your email. Are they on your, on your, uh, on your, on your uh, cell phone? Or do you guys have set up Instagram accounts to, to touch base? How, how is the connection going to get? I'm expecting some TikTok videos very soon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So where do they rank? Like, is it Arby's, Red Fago? Puppies <laughs> and Jill, or what's going on? Um, Jill hit mute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you know Jill doesn't listen no, to this anyways. Uh, no, she's, not a second. She's got a, a professional. She's got a professional broadcasting career to worry about. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, the puppies are pretty high up there. I'm a proud father. <laughs> Great. So we've just confirmed that, Matt, that we are 50 and 51st. 50 and 51. Uh, on the list. Well, that's how, but, that's how I thought how that worked. Like, I thought at my wedding, right? I thought that um, I invited 50 guests, and then the three guys that I like the least are the ones who have to stand up there and uh, have everybody staring at them the whole time. I thought that's how that worked. Isn't that how that goes? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we were, we've all just been puppets for you, John, as you've walked through life. Uh, well, what do you need, sir? What can we get you, sir? Is there anything else I can do for you, sir? You know, but, but my question on the spot, I know we got a show to get to at some point here, <laughs> but Manny has brought up a good point. We're 50 and 51, but the question to you, John Brashad, right now is who is number 50? <laughs> Wow, I can't. I, I knew you were going there. I knew <laughs> you were going there. I knew it. Just just volley it up and here he comes for the spike. Wow. <laughs> you know, he's the producer. He can press stop at any time, too. Right. It's it's we're just assisting each other on these now. Like <laughs> I'm just setting up Matt and Matt's gonna set me up for later. It's all good, Rashad. Yep. Wow, and you know the funny thing is, I didn't see that question coming at all. There's so no small. Oh, of course not. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's. <laughs> so, the Super Bowl. Like a, that was a hell of a thing. Like a, like a receiver that's coming down the offensive line and stops and turns the other way. Nobody even sees him anymore. No. He just, Wide he open. just walks in. Wide open into the end zone. Like the officiating. Didn't even see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's get going. Well, there there is really only one place to start this week. Mahomes in trouble, gets away. Mahomes racing with the bad ankle at all inside the twenty. And he's taken down. Somehow, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes leads the Kansas City Chiefs to victory in Super Bowl 57, and uh, Manny doesn't appear to have harmed himself, so that's good. They came back from a 10-point halftime deficit to defeat Manny's Philadelphia Eagles 38-35 on a last-second field goal. We have a lot to talk about in that game, but first, what did you guys think of the game overall? Uh, My TV's still standing, so uh, (laughs) it's still a pretty good game. Like, 
Honestly, you know, we've joked in the past about the Grey Cup being more competitive than the Super Bowl. This one was really competitive. Like, I was nervous all night, um, but I thought it was a really good game. I know we're going to talk about other things here, but I thought it was a really good game. Yeah, I agree. I thought that was fantastic. That was everything that I would want a Super Bowl to be. Lead changes... Uh, lots of different ways to score, different guys coming up big at different moments. I thought it was excellent. It really was. I have to stop talking shit about the Super Bowl because that was fantastic. Yeah, that was that was arguably one of the better games uh, Super Bowl-wise that, that we've seen. And, you know, you, you see teams punch and punch back and, you know, you go into halftime down 10 and come back and make those adjustments that Peyton Manning says don't happen. Uh, and you know, it, it really did. It had truly everything that you can ask for in, in a football game. The game was really good for 58 minutes, and then it ended with a thud. All right, then let's talk about the penalty, Manny. You'll see James Bradbury. They're going to say he grabs him. He's got his left hand on his back. I don't know. What did you think of the call? Listen, <laughs> I, I'm not going to sit up here and say I'm some sort of czar of, of the football world. I'm not even going to go at Manny just because I'm going to go at Manny. That is a penalty. Shocker. That is a penalty. It should have, at some point in the game, happened uh, as well. I have a hard time with you setting the tone of the game with a minute and a half left in the game. It's a penalty. I don't think there's any question about that. But we see this, and you can see this in, in any other sport that you talk about, hockey or basketball, where there's referees that are calling penalties and fouls. Players at some point have to get into an understanding of what that game looks like and what they can and can't do and can and can't get away with. You don't introduce that penalty at that point in the game with that much on the line to start calling some of these, of these penalties. But it's a penalty. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that. I think it, it's by the book, it's a penalty. But I think we see worse than that on a regular basis, not called. The other question I would have for Manny, too, though, is you did get a break on that sideline catch, didn't you? No, they overturned that. <laughs> that, that was another bad call. Oh, right. Yeah, they did overturn you're, that. You're oh, just God, getting yeah. me going here. <laughs> Roger Goodell comes out last week and says the officiating has never been better. And then in their biggest spectacle of the year, the officials make a joke of their job. Like, Matt, I, there's not many things I agree with Matt about. But he's right. That was a penalty. But it's not the first holding call of the game. Yeah. Like, there were worse. You could call holds on every single play, really, if you wanted to. For sure. And there were worse gr grievances that happened in the game that went uncalled. As a player, as Matt said, you just want consistency. So if it's a holding call in the first quarter, it's a holding call in the fourth quarter. But apparently it wasn't a holding call in the first quarter, the second quarter, or the third quarter. It's a terrible call at that time of the game. It's not why the Eagles lost. Let me be clear. I'm not blaming the officials for the loss. However, it's a terrible call because everybody 
was so enthralled with the game. It was a thrilling Super Bowl game. As you said, maybe one of the best ever. And for the way for the way it ended, because of that stupid ticky-tack call, is just awful. The catch that was overturned. He got both feet in bounds. Was there enough of that evidence to overturn the call? I would say no. The same player, that was Devontae Smith, by the way, the Eagles, got hammered in the head. There was no 15-yard flag on that unnecessary roughness penalty on that either. That should have been called, and it wasn't. It, it was just a bad call and a bad way to end the game. And, and the part of it, too, that I don't think gets too wrapped up in it, and, and I don't know the rules of the NFL or, or what that means, but for, for as much of a hold as, as that was, I don't see, having watched the highlights uh, a few times now, I don't even see the possibility of Juju making that catch anyway. It's an uncatchable. That, that was an overthrown ball that did he did he interrupt the route by the hold for sure? Did he hold him back from catching the ball? Not, a, not even close. That, the, the throw wasn't even close. So that's the other part of it too. And I know that's tough in in real time. You're watching the players. You're not necessarily watching the throw. You see the hold, but you know the I, the to me the holding or the penalties that you're calling are impacting the possibility of a completed play or more yardage. And I, this was not a completable play. So all in all, then, what do we think? Fifty uh, Super Bowl Fifty Seven will be remembered for the officiating. Rihanna, Jalen Hurts' performance, Patrick Mahomes' magic. What do you guys think? The quarterbacks were great. Both Hurts and Mahomes were amazing. Um, how about the grass? Can we talk about the grass for a second? The slippery glass, yeah. grass, yeah. Right? Like they spent nearly a million dollars on this field. And you could look at replay after replay after replay and see quarterbacks slipping. The... The defenders slipping, both the defensive linemen and the cornerbacks and safeties. Like, if we had known the field was going to be this slippery, we would have picked over and hammered it hard on the betting lines because defense was nowhere near able to perform at such a high level because of the bad field. In the end, to answer your question, John, I think people will remember Mahomes and Jalen Hurts coming of age. As an Eagles fan, it will hurt a lot because you're this close and you lose and it's so hard to get back. So with that field, I don't understand. Like, I understand that maybe where it's painted, it's slippery. Why was the rest of the field so slippery? I don't understand. Do you guys know? I don't know, but they they flew this grass in from wherever it was from. They basically they be- took better care of this grass than Rashad did when he was delivering ten puppies. <laughs> like the puppies all survived. the The field didn't last the first half of the first quarter. It cost a they million dollars. Rashad, yeah, you got like, ten bucks for delivering puppies. The, the <laughs> I didn't field get a there sense. basically rolls itself in and out underneath the the stanchions. They were rolling it out in the middle of the day so it could get sunshine and pulling it like this is this sounds like if this was somebody's job this is the most ridiculous job i've ever heard in my life i'm the the grass superintendent 
and and you did a terrible <laughs> job. The grass is the grass was terrible. It's a ninety year old guy who's basically apparently grown most, if not all, of the grass for every single Super Bowl. He's well, and he was on some grass, all right. And, and <laughs> Arizona, you actually, it's on the hydraulics. You actually push it into the stadium. Yeah. And they do that again next year in Vegas. It's the same sort of stadium where they roll the field in over cement. Like they need to get it right because the Eagles pass rush was non-existent. It's the reason why the Eagles lost the game, their defense, but it's really tough as a defender to get a footing to chase the quarterback when you can't even grab, grab an edge of the field with your, with your, uh, with your, you know, your steel toe yeah. shoes or whatever, like your your cleats, like it, it's impossible. Do you think that grass guy? Do you think he's yelling at because he's so old? He's yelling at all the players to get off his lawn <laughs> through the whole game. Do you know how hard I worked on this? <laughs> he's counting all his money. He doesn't care. Yeah. And by the way, we conducted a Twitter poll after Rihanna's Super Bowl performance. 37.5% said it was great, 50% said it was meh, and 12.5% said it was awful. What do you guys think? Well, you know, let's give her props. She just had a kid nine months ago, and she's pregnant again. Like, that was quite evident. It's one way to announce your pregnancy, right? I don't know how your puppy announced her pregnancy, John. With her, with her puppies, I don't think she was floating on a stage in your home or above your car or whatever. It's like she played all her big songs too, which was great. Um, I I caught her lip syncing, which I didn't like. Mm-hmm. So if I was voting, I'd go in the meh category. Um, but I got to give her props for being pregnant, pregnant and performing at the Super Bowl. Yeah, that platform, uh, we saw it sway a little bit too. So that's why she was dead center and there was a post behind her, I think, that she was attached to. And yeah, she did do all of her hits and visually it was stunning. But yeah, for me, the lip syncing, you could tell she recorded some of the vocals in advance, but you could definitely tell she was lip syncing. And for me, that gets a man. I can't stand it when people don't perform live. Does that, for for the Super Bowl and, and the stage and the spectacle and all that that it does, does that really actually bother you guys that she's lip syncing? It did me actually. Yeah. Yeah. Is it really? I yeah. couldn't care less. I could not care less. Play the CD. I don't care. It's the if it's the best sounding thing in in the, the stadium, and you've you know you're on the the biggest stage in the world for one night. I don't care if you can actually sing to hear your actual voice stutter stutter and stammer as you're swaying on this thing, or you've got these white balloon guys chasing you or something like I, I couldn't care less. I, I liked the set list. I thought the set list was real good. Um, for obvious reasons, she wasn't as involved in the, in the dancing and the choreography. I really just thought if anything, there was going to be more than just her and the guys running around dancing uh, around her. I thought you there was another level. Manny, you and I rhymed off about six people that could have come on as, as guests and sang a song with her or something. I thought that part was a little I love the levels, I love the but it really like the at the very start it didn't get any more elaborate or any less elaborate. It was just what it was for 
however long she was performing. So I like the set list. You know, I, I love the makeup move. I thought that was sick. Uh, the the stock on her uh, makeup line has gone up 833% since that. That was just, that's marketing brilliance. Whoever told her to do that, or that was her idea. That was great. But it it really, it never really peaked for me and never really valued for me. It was just there. By the way, by the way, I know I didn't pick it last week, but I did pick it in another bet. Uh the first song that she performed. Yeah. I won a little bit of money on that. That was great. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> well done. Yeah, I did nothing but lose. I didn't win a single bet that I played. So I won I won on over one and a half rushing touchdowns for the Eagles. Uh, and I won on the – you got you guys, whoever thinks the national anthem is going to be under or, or over two minutes and 11 seconds – how many languages do you think this guy is going to be singing the national anthem and to go over two minutes and 11 seconds? That line was moving a lot, right? It was 201, 206, 211. Yeah. Like, yeah, like that's, that's the easiest bet of the night. Under all the way. So I won on that one. So I won on one football thing and, and one national anthem thing. Yeah, I told y'all this week, there's nothing that's going to keep me off that football field. And, uh, I just want to shout out my teammates, man. We challenged each other. It took everybody to win this football game. So uh, shout out my teammates, baby. We're Super Bowl champs, baby. Let's go. So with this victory, the second Super Bowl title in four years, what do you think this does for the legend of Patrick Mahomes? I mean, I think it solidifies him right now as the best quarterback in the NFL. Um, I think, you know, the, the fact that the biggest takeaway for me is is – just the the pure strength and and manliness of somebody that comes back from an injury like that gets injured during the game supporting his teammates as he's hobbling around it they almost i was reading a report they almost had to cut his leg off that's how serious oh, the injury come was on. and he came out and played like a man and finished the job uh, kudos to him for for just the the incredible performance that he put on uh, no, I, I mean, what, two Super Bowls in five years. Uh, nobody else can say that in, in the league that plays right now um, because Tom Brady's retired. He's the best quarterback in, in the NFL, and he's, he's what? He's only 21 years old or something like that. <laughs> he's 26 years old, 27 <laughs> years old. I mean, can't stand anybody around him in, the, in, his, uh, in his circle, but he's a heck of a football player. I – heard on a post-game show someone called in and said this now makes him the best quarterback ever wow. <laughs> i would say not must have been a cheap what was, must have been a cheap yeah yeah i was gonna say what's his wife's name again yeah maybe it was his brother jackson mahomes calling in too or whatever i know um he's 27 years old and he's already got two super bowl titles but you know he, he definitely is if if he retired today, he goes in the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, I I still think, you know, you've got Tom Brady. still think Joe Montana is better. Four Super Bowl wins, three Super Bowl MVPs. Never threw an interception in a Super Bowl. Like, that's pretty incredible. In fact, right. you could argue that Joe Montana should be ahead of Tom Brady. Because he played at a different time when you could actually hit quarterbacks. Now you can't hit quarterbacks without getting a flag, right? So I think his 
you know, his Hall of Fame status increases. But if you retired today, he would go into the Hall for sure. Yeah, there, there is, there's definitely some similarities around him and, and Tom in the sense that uh, I know who Travis Kelsey is. Uh, I, I know of Juju Smith-Schuster. But Patrick Mahomes is already starting to show himself as a guy that can make the Wes Welkers of the world uh, and those, those middle-class receivers look pretty damn impressive uh, on, on Sundays. You know, the, the way that he's able to, it's different from the way that he plays the game from where Tom Brady plays the game. But I don't, you've got one reliable guy, Brady had, Brady had Gronk, Patrick Mahomes has Kelsey. You've got two outstanding head coaches and Andy Reid and Bill Belichick and a bunch of guys around that, that toe the line. And, and I think their quarterback does a heck of a job of making them better or making them look better than, than maybe they actually are. So there's a lot of similarities there for sure. Why do you know Juju Smith Schuster? Because from TikTok the only thing I know about him, the only thing I know about him is, is the, he's the loudest guy on any team he's played for, and he's never played for any good teams. So like the only reason I know him is because he's annoying. It's exactly it. Not because of football. <laughs> no. He was tweeting on Tuesday about a Valentine's Day post. Uh, because of the hold by James Bradbury. And, I liked it. and uh, Yeah, you did. And A.J. Brown slaps back saying, come on, yeah. what did you do? <laughs> TikTok boy. TikTok boy, absolutely nothing. And by the way, guys, I did the tally from last week's show with our special guest, Curtis, who joined us after winning our Fantasy Football League. Curtis and I won nine of the 16 bets we placed, while Matt and Manny won eight of the 16 bets. So I guess that means I know more about sports than both of you guys. So that's impressive. That's yeah, impressive. but the questions. We've that all the time. <laughs> I, listen, I, we've been doing this 176 episodes. I have never once said I know anything about sports. <laughs> sure, once. <laughs> sure, the questions were about Andy Reid eating cheeseburgers. But, <laughs> yeah, that's where I lost. But, Son of a gun. Budweiser's commercials, Doritos commercials, <laughs> M&M commercials, were shots all over that. Uh, Rihanna's hair color, <laughs> like come on, half the bets were not even about sports. I I can't even I can't believe I lost a tie for first place, and Andy Reid wasn't man enough to eat a cheeseburger during the game. <laughs> By the way, did you see Dave Grohl's commercial with Canada praising Canada? Yes, for the Crown Royal. Yeah, yes, that was great. That was really good. Yeah. Can you believe what we just saw? This is incredible. You know, guys, I gotta be honest. I have goosebumps. Unbelievable. My God. Oh, wow. And now it's time for our play of the week, and it is not from the Super Bowl. Coming to the end of the third quarter, LeBron James, a shot in history. The play that won the poll this week from the listeners and Twitter followers was LeBron James passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to become the NBA's all-time leading scorer. King James, our play of the week, brought to you by London Awnings, quality that shows. Next week, we will post the poll again 
on Podcast FFC on Twitter, where you can vote for your favorite play. So let's talk about LeBron James after that scoring record. Where does that put LeBron among the all-time greats in the NBA? Um, I'm I'm sick of this, guys. <laughs> He's, I'm sick of it. He's always going to be number two. He'll always be number two. Anybody that has a conversation about Michael Jordan and LeBron James are, are desperate to come up with something to put LeBron James over Michael Jordan. It's just not going to happen. You talk about MVPs and, and championships. He was six for six. He won NBA Finals MVP all six times. Get, get over. I, I'm starting to drop LeBron James down the list because I'm annoyed at anybody that's saying he should be the, the greatest of all time. He wasn't the greatest of all time before he broke the record. He's still not. He's not going to be. We're, we're getting a little desperate for some, some NBA talk here, guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you, Matt. I agree. I still think Michael Jordan's the greatest ever. And Michael Jordan did stuff with the basketball we will never see again. So for me, he's untouchable. So I agree with you guys. Like Michael Jordan's one. I hear a butt coming. Well, let's give the guy some props. He scored more points than anyone else in NBA history. So do you, do you say he's the greatest scorer of all time instead of the greatest player of all time? Do, do you differentiate that? And I only say that because he, he passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, but he needed five more years to do it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, let's give let's give LeBron his props. There's not many guys who are that hyped who live up to the hype, right? That's true. Mm-hmm. Right? He's lived up to the hype. But in saying that, he's not the greatest player of all time. We all agree that it is Jordan. However, is he two? Is he three? Or is his status going to be the greatest scorer of all time? Is it go Jordan... Bryant, Kareem, Shaq, LeBron, you know, of of those guys that you think about in the NBA, you know, some people wouldn't even put him two behind Jordan because of what Kareem did, um, right? And then there's Kobe and there's Shaq. So does he get his props for being the greatest scorer of all time? Hmm. No, he doesn't even get that. You're not no. even giving him that. Not even giving him that is look at career points per game in his in his career is 27.1 Jordan in his career his career averages 30 points a game he averaged 30 points a game yeah and and LeBron James and I think you can make the argument of this you know because we know what the those Bulls teams were back in the 90s and and the Scottie Pippen and all that I think there's an argument to be made that LeBron James has been around better players in his career than Michael Jordan was. I would disagree with you there. Like, let's not think Jordan was playing on shitty Bulls teams. Like, Scottie Pippen almost won the MVP of the league. Sure. And and, and some of the, like, you know, Jordan or uh, LeBron James had Kyrie. He had nine friggin' all stars the for the year he won the the NBA championship with the Lakers. You know he's he's around. He, he can select the guys that he wants that that just show up in in the teams that he plays for. And, and he's still not. It's it's 
you know, LeBron is not even a top ten player anymore. Forget he's, he's, what? He's, Come on, he's one. He's, 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 he's just behind Darko Milicic in the greatest all time players list of all time. Forget, okay, enough's enough. What, what's next? Air, what's next? Air Bud. Okay. Air Bud is a little bit higher than LeBron James. Okay, what else you got, Rashad? Well, it was also a frenetic week. Uh, before the NBA trade deadline, and we had a few questions about that, including one from Spencer in Toronto and Michael in Detroit. Which team improved themselves the most at the deadline? You know, we're big-time hockey fans. Don't you want to see those types of deals in the NHL? Like, Yeah, big names. Right? Like the NBA is trading everybody. <laughs> uh-huh. Right? Like as a hockey fan, you're like, oh, my God, can the NHL trade deadline be this juicy? Please. (laughs) Like, obviously the Phoenix Suns gave up a lot for Kevin Durant. They gave up four firsts and three players. That's a lot. But I don't think the draft is as impactful in the NBA as some other sports. And with Kevin Durant, I clearly think they become the best in the West. Are they better than Milwaukee? Are they better than Boston? I don't know about that. However, I think you have to look at Phoenix and go, whoa, that was a huge deal and makes them the winners at the deadline. Yeah, I agree with you, Manny. I think um, a lot of guys in the draft don't pan out in the NBA. We're used to that. And I think you play for now, you build for now, and they definitely did that in Phoenix. Well, you look at now what uh, Chris Paul has got uh, past uh, Devin Booker on one side and Kevin Durant on the other uh, I think that's the obvious one. Listen, for me, the winner of uh, of the trade deadline is the Brooklyn Nets because they get rid of nothing but headaches, get to restart, get to somehow come out of this as like, well, we tried and this didn't work, so let's uh, let's do something else. They, they've been relatively unscathed in in the media because I think they made some decent deals for for the guys that they had, and and they get to get out of what was a a terrible situation from start to finish with their super team that uh, was not so super. Yeah, they get out of James Harden, they get out of Kyrie, and they get out of Kevin Durant. You know, I give them props for at least trying it. Yeah, but but they still have Ben Simmons, who's awful and won't shoot sure. and can't get rid of his contract. So yeah, for sure. So they get a few guys. They get at least five first round picks. They get some other draft as- assets, and I can only assume they get a ton more space on that uh, on that payroll and uh, and uh, probably a lot of guys in that room that are breathing. Uh, inhaling and exhaling a little bit easier without the uh, without the circus in town, except for that terrible smell coming from the trash can known as Ben Simmons. Well, yeah, it's uh, again, it's Brooklyn. Everything stinks in Brooklyn. <laughs> still can't avoid going outside. It still st- still stinks over there. Let's go visit. <laughs> Are you ready? Now some rapid-fire questions for you guys. And here's a question from Corey in Kingston. He wants to know our thoughts on the Tarasenko deal to the New York Rangers. Ooh, speaking of trades, huh? Mm -hmm. This was a nice juicy one in the NHL. Let's hope there's more of that one. I actually like the move for both teams. The Rangers 
get a top six score, right? They had five really good forwards, and then a sixth guy who they tried several different players in that top six and couldn't find mm-hmm. somebody to work. Now you put Tarasenko in there, and your top six now look really good. Yes, you had to give up a first-rounder, and St. Louis gets a first out of that, but the Rangers had two first-rounders already to begin with, so they could afford to give up one. I like the Blues getting a first-rounder for Tarasenko, and I really like what the Rangers did in getting the scoring forward. Yeah, yeah. I think if the Rangers don't have that other first-round pick, then it's not as good a deal. But, yeah, I think uh, that's an excellent trade for both teams. Yeah, the New York Rangers are the real deal. I, I think in the in the, the metropolitan division, uh, I think they're the best team in the league. I, I think they behind behind Boston. I think they might be the second best team in the NHL, uh, and and this uh, this helps them a ton. And, and I think they're in, they're in a prime spot because this is this is the kind of deal that reads to me like just the start. Uh, and and I wouldn't be surprised if the Rangers have another splash in them left. We posed this question on social media with the images of all the hats of the countries playing in the World Baseball Classic. You can go to our social media accounts on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to find them. Which one do you guys like the best? Uh, I'm going with uh, my best friends in Australia. Uh, <laughs> I like the green. I don't know why they do with the the, the, the green. I, I mean, it's not really in the flag. That's why I, why I ask. But um, the green and gold looks good. Uh, I kind of like it's got a little Oakland A's feel to them. Uh, so like none of the hats really stand out that much. Um, I don't mind Mexico's just for the, the color scheme, but, uh, I'll go with Australia. I don't mind Nicaragua. I kind of like just the bold N. It kind of looks like an old time, uh, hat we would see from uh, one of the older teams in baseball. So I kind of like that one. But um, yeah, I like, uh, like you said, Matt, the color scheme for Mexico is good. But uh, yeah, none of them really jump out at me. And I'm really not a fan of that uh, Canadian. That logo just doesn't do it for me. The Canadian baseball logo. You don't like the Canada hat? No, I don't love it. So it ranks like 55th on your list? (laughs) (laughs) Just behind you guys at my wedding and then the caterer maybe? Uh, when we posted it on... Cater was excellent. Yeah, the, the cater was on a hell of a show that day. <laughs> I don't know. Show. There were two guys who stood up and told a pretty good speech and had some pretty good jokes that day. I remember those guys. That is true. They had the crowd going pretty good. Um, a lot of love for Panama and Great Britain on our social media accounts. Oh. Um, I, I, I like Venezuela. I like that. Uh, okay. I like that color. Okay. The Venezuela. Um, yeah. I like the crown of the Dutch of the Netherlands as uh, well. Oh, yes. Yeah. I like that yeah. as too. That kind of looks like some sort of an LA Kings kind of a thing or maybe a, a junior hockey league team that's called the Kings maybe. The Royals. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. The Netherlands Royals. <laughs> Love it. Let's go Dutch. <laughs> hey, going Dutch, that means paying half, doesn't it? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> back to Manny's dating. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not paying. How many times did you go out the bathroom window on uh, on those dates? <laughs> Damn it! It's it's why I had a standing order at the tailor because I kept ripping my pants. <laughs> <laughs> 
Went through a screen again, didn't you, Mr. Payback? Yep. It's all fun and games till you realize she drove. <laughs> Listen, that's why I was in good shape. I walked a lot. <laughs> and so while we're on the topic of Valentine's Day, how about this question from Amy in Etobicoke? Which sports movie do you love? Ooh. Ooh. We were just talking so about we, this too, right? On, yeah. on the weekend? Are we saying that you can only pick one movie to one sports movie to to love, or can we get into like a whole Utah situation here? <laughs> <laughs> well, one from every sport is that okay? Can we do one from every sport? Speaking of my dating days, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Fiona on Friday. Okay, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. Teresa on Tuesday. Um, okay, baseball movie. Field of Dreams, Bull Durham, Major League. What do you like? Yeah, it's got to be Field of Dreams for me. Yeah, I got to go Field of Dreams, but really close, really close is Moneyball. Yeah, Moneyball's really good, too. Uh, football. For me, it's Rudy. Yeah, I love Rudy. You get it, John. You get it. <laughs> Invincible. Get it. It's got the Eagles in it. Invincible. Oh, he's, he's just pumped about it because they won the game in the end. <laughs> Hockey. Uh, is there anything else other than Slapshot? Oh, come on. Mir- Miracle is. Miracle oh, on Ice. Mystery Alaska. Mary, yeah. Um, what are we missing? Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks, yeah. Classic. Mighty Ducks. You know, Hustle and Basketball, That new, the new one that's out in basketball. But Have you seen that one? Yes. I've heard it's quite good. It's really good. But, you know, you got the old school, like, Hoosiers. Hoosiers is the best yeah, basketball right? movie. Yeah, yeah. We didn't even say Remember yeah. the Titans. Football. Remember the Great Titans. That's a, good, that's a good one, too. Great one. Uh, this, how can we be monogamous about <laughs> sports movies here? This is impossible. <laughs> so many good ones. Hey, honey, want to watch a sports movie for Valentine's Day? <laughs> Jill, we finished early, and guess what? <laughs> we are watching the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> <laughs> One to three. <laughs> and the podcast won't be the only thing that finishes early. <laughs> Don't you know, pump it up. You've got to pump it up. And now on to pump it or dump it, and this is a new song by Charlie on a Friday. I never meant to make you fall. But that's what I get For promising to give it all Guess that's what I get But why'd I go and lead you on When I can't come in Oh, I guess that's what I get And now I'm going through with dogs Guess that's what I get And you don't pick up when I call Guess that's what I get Oh, how'd I go from you're the one So you don't want me to Oh, I guess that's what I get This song is called that's what I get. And the submission comes from Anna in Windsor. She says her boyfriend listens to us all the time. So thank you for that, Anna's boyfriend. Fellas, pump it or this? Are you sure it's Charlie on a Friday, not Jill on a Tuesday, and that's what I get? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, when we were going over the script here, the first thing that I saw, uh, the first time I read that paragraph, I thought it was said that her boyfriend listens to this song all the time. I was going to say, Anna, you, you, you got to be 
you'd be looking over your shoulder here, Anna, because this this ain't a an I love you song. This is a you out the you out the door song. <laughs> this ain't this ain't Valentine's. This is like Remembrance Day. Oh man, is her boyfriend Charlie? <laughs> it's Bobby Valentine. <laughs> is this a good song? I'll pump this song. This, this yeah, is a good I like song. the song. I'll pump it. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't get uh, it doesn't get super like uh, it doesn't build too much or anything like that. But it's a good like kind of almost a slow jam, not uh, super slow. Slow yeah, jam. Like it. It's not a slow it's kinda, jam. It, no, I know that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's like a mid tempo jam. Like it's not fast, but it's, it's not slow. It's, it's under three like, minutes if that's what you're talking about. But. <laughs> 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 and on that note that's it for this week's debate <laughs> I remember all week long not not just Val- you know we, we joke about Valentine's Day but you're supposed to be sharing the love every day and, and that's what we do on social media every day there's something on there podcast FFC on Twitter and Instagram and for future considerations on Facebook and don't forget, if you have any questions for us for an upcoming debate, send us an email for futureconsiderations@gmail.com. We read them and we do use them. So, uh, yeah, we really appreciate it. So send us an email. We want to thank our sponsors on this episode, London Awnings, Quality That Shows. We thank them even though they're huge Chiefs fans. Craziness. And our good friend Shane Topolovic of Next Level <laughs> Athletics in Windsor, specializing in sports training and nutrition, and he loves his water. Hey, did he come over for your Super party? He was there. Nice. I didn't see him in the picture. I got to go back and he look. He was one of the last men standing. Because <laughs> he showed up nice. an hour and a half after kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> the, only, the only guy who came after the Rihanna concert instead of the people that were leaving after the Rihanna concert. He was just coming through the turnstiles as uh, Manny's living room was cleaning out. I had asked if he was concerned that the, or if he thought the game was at 6.30 West Coast time and not uh, on, on the East here. That guy needs a watch. That's what he needs. <laughs> he bought a new watch. He showed me it when he was there. He bought a, he bought a new watch. He was all excited. Does he know it. how to use it? Well, it's in army time, and he doesn't know how to read that, so. Makes sense. Makes sense. Is it a Casio? (laughs) Oh, it was uh, my, uh, (laughs) it's my little pony. That sounds about right. (laughs) Well, I think we've done all we can do here. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everyone. We will talk to you next week on Four Future Considerations. That was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. In my opinion, that sucked. Their mentality's awful. Their attitude's awful. It's been their M.O. for the last three years. Tonight I saw and heard one of the most disgusting, rudest, sick demonstrations in my entire career. Probably the worst. It's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. You're still here? It's over. Go home.